Hydriva mofos, you're probably aware that I've been working flat out on our social media presence to try to expand our community of Driva mofos globally. I've been posting tons of free content to keep you inspired, driven, and working towards your goals. So if you haven't already followed and subscribed to all my social media channels, please make sure you do so as I post different content on different platforms. The links are available in the description of this podcast down below. The faster you can realize you're pretty much shit at everything, the faster you can get on track with just realizing what you're really good at and just doing that thing. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I talk about the many lessons, learnings, and tools that I've learned along my journey from being the private mindset and mental performance coach to rich listers, successful entrepreneurs, professional athletes, and more, all while running business and personal performance events for tens of thousands of people who want to get the best out of themselves and their lives. This is my way of helping more people to excel in life, build successful empires, and be the best that they can be. I hope you share and enjoy. This is a special podcast that I recently did with founder of the White Collar Trading Podcast and owner of Plumify, Matt Zubinick. We dive into building a $100 million empire, better solutions to mental health problems, how to reduce self-sabotage and self-destructive thoughts, plus a ton more. Welcome back to part two of this four-part series. Remember to share this episode if you enjoy it, and you can watch the whole interview live on my YouTube channel at MichaelMojo00 on YouTube. As business owners, all of us have all felt lost at times stuck in a rut and at the same time we always we've always known someone in our life as well mm-hmm. who's just has become lost um why does this happen and what are the common mistakes people make trying to resolve it oh they, this is deep this is like a a seven day seminar just on this one question <laughs> um don't give away all the secrets no nah. <laughs> um uh, even if i did it, there's still more um <laughs> So the first thing is that when, from a human behavior standpoint, there was a a famous psychiatrist called uh, Sigmund Freud. And what he said is that there's something called the ego and the ego really, the the true definition of it means the true self. Now, for some weird reason, someone came along and, and, and meant the over-exaggerated self and they misinterpreted it. And now everyone in society is like, you've got an ego. The original definition of it means the true self. And you can go look up the etymology or the history of the word. and, And that's what it means. So. Sigmund Freud said, you've got this ego, which is the true self, who you really are. And you develop that ego from a, from a young age, but we're essentially born with what he called the id and the id is the emotional self, the reactive self. So a child, when it's hungry, screams and cries, but when a child feels threatened or a newborn feels threatened, it screams and cries. Mm -hmm. And so it has this emotional pendulum that swings back and forward. And so a child is either happy or unhappy. And you'll see it smile and you'll see it cry. So the child from, from a newborn has this thing that Freud called the id. And that's where we get the word idiot from, because an idiot tends to just be emotional and react to how it feels. Mm-hmm. But over time, as a child grows up, it develops this idea or its sense of self, and that's called the ego. But then in order to mitigate the id or the emotional self, what he spoke about was that we have these things called implanted values. So when the child is doing something erratic and driven by its emotions, the parent comes along and says, don't do that. And so you've got kids. One of the first words they learn is no. And Mm -hmm. they learn no before they learn yes. They learn how to push things. Yeah. Yeah. And they learn how to push things before they learn how to pull things. So they learn how to push things away from themselves and they learn how to say no before they learn how to pull things and say yes. Right. So a child is developing this, this, um, or it has this emotional pendulum. That's how it navigates life. And it does so based on what it perceives as a threat to its own life 
and it, it moves towards things it perceives enhances its life. And we can call those impulses and instincts. Mm-hmm. Any impulse is something we perceive benefits us. And so we're impulsive towards it and we pull it towards us. And when we've got a threat, we call, we can call that an instinct and we push it away from ourselves. So coming back to the question, when someone feels lost, it's normally because they've lost their sense of self, but they've only lost the, their sense of self because they have this emotional pendulum with a whole bunch of impulses and fears. And then they also have the implanted values of others. Mm-hmm. And so now they can't make decisions because they, they don't really have a, an intelligent decision-making strategy. What they have is, I feel like taking drugs. Therefore I took drugs. Yeah. But then the next day they're like, well, the, the drugs were good, but now I feel really shit afterwards. And so now I feel bad. Yeah. And so most people don't realize this, even most people in psychology and, and in mental performance and men- the mental space don't realize this. You can't have an impulse without a fear. So when someone drives home from work and they're like, fuck, I've had a shit day. Don't you, don't you like drive home and start thinking about, well, you want to eat for dinner or you're like, fuck it. I just want a pizza mm. or you're like, you know what? I could just have a beer. Yeah. So we become impulsive when we have fears that drive our decision-making. Why does that happen? Because we don't really know what we want. Mm. And then when you go to do that, like, let's say someone's driving home, they're like, you know what? I'm going to have some beers. All of a sudden these voices appear inside their own mind, which is like, oh no, I can't do that. I shouldn't do that. And so then they get all these shoulds, these musts, these shouldn'ts. They're all implanted values from people around them. So when you're younger growing up and mum or dad say, don't do that, that's bad. You now have their implanted value and their idea of good and bad. So when someone says I should go to the gym and I'm listening to them, I'm working with them as a a performance coach, I'm like, well, hang on. You said should. Mm -hmm. That's not you. That's someone else who's saying you should go to the gym because it's their values, not yours. The question is, do you really want to go to the gym? Or is this just an implanted value of somebody else where you think if I went to the gym, I would have what they have? Yeah. The more you make decisions like that, the more fucked up you're going to be because the more you're off track with your own life. Mm. Most people don't realize that they're shit at 99% of things. The faster you can realize you're pretty much shit at everything, the faster you can get on track with just realizing what you're really good at and just doing that thing. Mm. Elon Musk, you mentioned him before. He's extremely good at building businesses or buying partial businesses. Very rarely has he built a business as a founder from scratch. He's normally bought into a business like Tesla was already running. He bought it. Um, Twitter, he bought it. Um, that's not all the time, but he normally brings in a team of people around him. He pays them a lot of money and gets them to work and they build it all. And then he's just ruthless. But when I say ruthless, he's not ruthless in a destructive way. He's ruthless because either you're going to do the job or you're not going to do the job. Yeah. And that's fucking business, right? Like if you can't do your job, you're out of here. Mm-hmm. In a professional sports team, you don't want a whole bunch of drop kicks because they're a nice person. You want to fucking win the grand final. So if that means that halfway through the year, you've got to get rid of a player and then bring another player in, well, that's what has to happen mm. because you're there to win. Business is a competition. It's, you know, when you sit around and fuck around, new competitors are licking their lips going, cool, we'll just take some of their clients. If they do a better job than you, they take some of their clients. If they have better systems, they take some clients. Eventually you'll go bust. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that business is about being ruthless, but it's about having a mission, having a good leadership, having good management and good processes. But coming back to um, this idea of implanted values, the faster you can figure out who you are, the faster you can just get on with shit and just make things happen. And as a business grows also, you have more opportunities. So you were at the last um, Business Growth Odyssey and were you there when Matt Ryder spoke? The sales guy? No, because I went to an event. Ah. So went for a bit. What he said was he's one of the, he's one of the top salespeople um, globally, I would say. Um, but anyway, he came in and spoke to the attendees of of the event that I was running the business event, and he said that when you're a business owner and you start doing well, 
the woman in the red dress that is hot as shit gets hotter. And what he means is that the, the opportunities that arise in front of you are more sexy than ever. Mm. And the problem that a lot of business owners have is because they're unclear of what they're really trying to achieve and what their skill sets are, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. As the business grows, more and more people rock up and they're like, oh man, we should go on a partnership together. Hey, I've got this wicked idea. We should do this. Yeah, And those things happen. start to happen. Mm. But what that does is it distracts you and it pulls you off track. Mm -hmm. And so, as you said, the woman in the hot dress gets even hotter, the more successful you are. And the more successful you become, they keep getting hotter and hotter and hotter. The opportunities just keep getting better and better and better. But are they really what you want or are they just a fucking distraction? Mm. Okay. And so, yeah, you just got to know what you want. So uh, you mentioned mission before, so I mm -hmm. wonder if you could just touch on why you're so passionate about teaching people that business need to have a mission, purpose, vision, and values. What's so, the difference between them too? Yeah. So in human behavior, from what I've been able to find, and, and there's different philosophies out there, different ideas, but I guess a lot of people who say things haven't really done the research. Like there's a lot of people out there who just go, you know what, you need to find a purpose in mm. life. But what does that mean? How do you get to it? Most people I meet say, oh, I know my purpose. But when you question them, they just break. And that's like, mm. I'm a hundred percent sure. If you look at my habits and my behaviors, I help people to perform better. That's my purpose in life. Anyone who comes to me and says, I disagree with that, it, game on, because you will not break me from that. I know exactly what it is. And every morning when I wake up, the majority of the tasks that I do fit into that category. That's what I'm here to do. That's my why in life. When someone doesn't have a why, they always question life and they go, oh, I'm not sure if I should do this. I'm not sure if I should be doing that. Now it, it's, it's very generic. So I help people perform better. That's just my why. But then the question is, well, how do you do that? Well, how I do that is through my mission and how I do that is through my values. So what our values are, is they're essentially a physical, tangible thing that is our decision-making process. And every person has a unique set of values. When values are taught to most people, they're taught as social idealisms, which are completely incorrect. So in a lot of, um, fields like psychology and, and if someone's listening to this and they're a psychologist, you may have learned something different because I haven't been to every university around the world and, and seen how they teach it. But the study of values is actually a field of study called axiology. Axiology focuses on two main areas, which are economics, which is where am I the most valuable? Okay. So you need to be able to answer that question. Where am I the most valuable? The second thing is where do I feel the most valued? When you can combine those two things, you've now got your values and there are select priority order in how your brain perceives that you're the most valuable in life. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's teaching, learning, coaching. If I have a look at how I make the most amount of money, it's teaching, learning, coaching. My brain is always thinking about how can I help that person perform better? That's how my brain just operates. It has done from a young age. I just never realized that it. it was right in front of my fucking face and I couldn't see it. Um, my second highest value is connecting with leaders. And what I call high level connections. And they, they, these are people who want to do shit in the world. And these are people who can lead others or I, you can lead. So I don't always meet these amazing business owners that are crushing it in life. Sometimes I meet people who have hit rock bottom, but they want to lead themselves and they want to lead their families to be better. Mm -hmm. And so to me, I consider them leaders. They're open-minded. They're willing to learn. Whereas I meet people who have $10 million businesses, they're completely fucking brain dead. They're shut down, they're shut off and they think that they're super successful now. And then they've given up. To me, that's not a leader. That's not someone who's growth driven. Not, I want to spend time with. So that's my second highest value, then business and wealth creation, and then physical fitness and physical appearance. So those top four values essentially drive all of my behaviors. If you look at my calendar, my weekly schedule is based on those values. So very rarely do I miss exercise any day of the week. 
five, uh, seven days a week, I do some form of training or some form of exercise because that's how I feel good about life. Mm -hmm. I naturally study and learn a lot. I teach and coach a lot. That's me. Now, there are plenty of people out there who try to replicate what I do because they go, oh, he's got a sick life. You know, he's got some supercars and he's got this fucking lifestyle and he gets to hang out with cool people. So therefore, I want to do that. You're never going to be me. Now, you can try and run in my lane, but I guarantee you're going to fall over eventually and I'm just going to run past you. So it doesn't matter. But that's me. Other people have their own unique set of values that make them extremely gifted. When I'm working with someone who, um, you know, some of the people that, uh, that I spend time with and, and that I coach, some of them are extremely wealthy. Now, those people there, I don't feel insecure around them because I know that I have a better life than them in my values, but they have a better life than me in their values. Mm -hmm. And they're completely fulfilled because their highest value is wealth creation. So they go out there and they build $100 million, $200, $400 million businesses, and that's what they love. If I got put in that same position, had to do that same shit every day, I'd be fucking miserable. Yeah. Because they don't exercise. They don't do the things that I do. They don't connect with the same sort of people that I connect with. It's just different. Mm -hmm. When you realize that, you've got your own lane, and so you're just running that lane. But your values also determine how your brain functions. So if you meet someone who has a high value on wealth creation or business, you walk down the street and you'll see business opportunities, you'll see ways of making money. And these are normally the true entrepreneurial type people. Mm -hmm. you'll, see, you'll see a vacant building. You're like, oh man, I wonder what I can put in there or can I put a cafe or how do I? You'll be thinking like that. You get someone else who has a low value on wealth creation or a low value on business and entrepreneurship and they walk and they see a vacant building. They're like, oh man, the economy is shit at the moment. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. no one's renting. And I, I get people like this who reach out on my socials and they're like, oh, you know, I just, I, don't, I want to start a business, but I don't know what to start. I'm like, fuck, there's, a, there's like what? I could, I could list a million different ways of making money right now. Because yeah. that's how my brain's white, but they're not. And they yeah. want to go and start a business. They're going to lose all their money, right? Yeah. So our brain filters the world through our own set of values. And so if you want to achieve great things, you've got to know your values because that's how you filter the world. Mm -hmm. You know, a professional basketball coach, they see things that other people just don't see. You know, you're, from what I understand, your wife has a high value on family um, and kids. She'll pick up shit about the kids that most people won't pick up on because her brain is just wired to see things differently, to feel things, to hear things differently. Whereas I can be sitting at a cafe with my wife and we'll just be sitting there and, we'll, you know, she's talking to me about like what we're doing on the weekend and I'm listening to a conversation that is yeah. three tables over because they're doing business together. Yeah. My brain's tuning into their conversation, not my wife's. Oh, Don't yeah. tell her that. Doesn't go down well. <laughs> it is what it is. She knows that that's, they're my, they're my values, right? Yeah. So our values essentially are the prioritization of how we make decisions. Now, if you want to do really well in life, I would suggest that you get really, really clear with your values because then you'll know how your decision-making strategies are. You know where your strengths are, you know your weaknesses and so on. Mm. And you will know where your own lane is, which if you run in, you'll be the best at. When you're trying to live in everybody else's lane and you're trying to compare yourself to others, you're essentially comparing their values to your values, your mission to their mission, your purpose to their purpose, your goals to their goals. You're fucked because you're going to be running in their lane. Mm -hmm. And most people do that. And that's what makes them feel insecure and shit about themselves because they're like, oh man, you know, I wish I had more money like that person, but I wish I had a six pack and was fucking roided up and, and massive like that, that person. Yeah. And you can never win that game. Mm -hmm. right? There's a consequence to every decision that we make. Yeah. Like running a business, there is, there's, there's consequences to doing that. Having a family, there's consequences. Having an intimate relationship, there's consequences. If you know those, then that's the game you want to play. But if you don't know those, most people get caught out because they're like, oh man, I never thought business would be this hard. The yeah. fuck did you think? Yeah. Like you're essentially getting in the ring with, with pro fighters and, and they're going to kick the shit out of you. <laughs> like that's, that's the job, right? Yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. So purpose is your why. 
values are your ability to prioritize and also they're the filtration mechanism within your brain of how you see the world. Then you have your mission, which is the long-term destination. So the mission, the mission really drives the direction of your life. If you're clear with the mission, then you know where you're going. You don't get off track because most people don't know their mission and they don't know their values. They'll float around most of their life. Just like, going. Yeah. You know, I think I'm going to start a business, but I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I'm not sure if I want a family. I'm not sure if, you know, I should hang out with friends. I'm not sure if I could, should go work up in the mines. Money's important to me, but at the same time, like I spend it all, like yeah. you just float through life and that's, that's most people. Um, so yeah, that's the difference between mm. your, that's awesome. Your purpose is your why, why you're here, why you exist. Your values are your prioritization and your decision-making strategy in life. Your, and how you see the world, how you feel to the world through your senses. Um, then you've got mission. That's your long-term what, as in what am I trying to achieve in life? And then you can set goals off of that. When most people are goal-driven, they, they'll have a lot of drive, but they'll burn out all the time. When mm. you're mission-driven, you realize that it's, it's, a, it's a long journey. Yeah. So like, I don't, I, when, I, re when I, I need to rest, I just rest. When I want to go do something, like you invited me to the golf, I just go to the golf, like, because I don't need to feel guilty or I don't need to feel bad about it because I'm going to wake up tomorrow and the mission's still going to be there. Yeah. I'm not like most people that grind really, really hard and they're like, man, if I just push really, really hard, then I'm going on a holiday and then they go on a holiday and blow all their cash that they've worked hard for for the last three months. And then on their holiday, they're overeating and feeling, you know, feeling good for a while. And then they come back and they're like, man, I'm fat again. I've got to grind. They'll consistently go through these grind and burnout phases. Mm. When you have a clear mission, you don't have grind and burnout. You just have flow that you just live by. And most people have never experienced this, so most people don't understand it. Hey, Driven Mofos. If you ever want to have the video version of this podcast, which usually has more effects, visuals, graphs, and helps you to retain more of the information that I share, then check out my YouTube channel. I also share bonus in-depth training behind the scenes from some of our live events, plus interviews from some of the country's most successful people. So if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, then check it out via the link in the description of the podcast. Remember to subscribe to get the latest stuff. To change it up a bit, mm. um, failure is often very like romanticized just as much as success is these days, mm -hmm. especially in the business world. And I'd like to get your thoughts around it. And if you think failing in business is important to work towards success. It's, it's a wicked question. Um, I guess I'm going to, I'm going to think about this from a different perspective because I just want to play with everyone's mind. The idea of success and failure is a delusion that humans have. There's no such thing as either. When people fail, most of the time your failures are actually your greatest lessons and learning. So without failure, you can't be successful, right? So failure and success are the same thing. But when people think that they're successful, they've actually set themselves up for failure. Because when someone is successful and they claim to be successful, mm. they're on a downhill slope. Every time I've thought that I've been successful, I've self-sabotaged the fuck out of all of my goals because I thought I've made it. Have you ever had a wicked week when you go to the gym and you just train really, really hard and then at the end of the week, you're like, awesome, now I've earned the right for a pizza and a beer and mm. all this sort of shit. And then you wake up the following day, you're like, fuck, I just, I just sabotaged all my results. Yeah. That's because you felt successful. If you didn't, if you still felt like shit on Friday afternoon, you're like, ah, oh, man, I still, I still haven't hit my goal yet. Got to keep going. And I've got a big, long mission because I, I want to have great health. You don't then go and binge eat and you don't go and drink a whole heap of beers because you had a really good week training. So if you watch most people, they work really, really hard at the start of the week because they feel broke. They get a paycheck, they feel successful, and then they go and spend it all, which then makes them feel like a failure again, and then they start the cycle. 
the success and failure cycle is just a, a delusion that most humans have. If you get rid of the idea of success and failure and you just go back to your mission, just do that. That's it. It doesn't matter about success and failure. I mean, every day I do shit that doesn't work. Does that mean I'm a failure or does that mean I just learned something and now I'm just even more successful because I just learned something different? Yeah, that's a good spin. I like and that. It was one of my good friends, Dr. John D. Martini, who said this to me. He said, normally those who are less intelligent see everything as being a gain or a loss, whereas the intelligent person sees everything as a transformation. Mm. And what I mean by that is like, in business, let's say you've got a hundred grand in the bank, but in order to build the business again, in order to go to the next level, you've got to take 50 grand and you've got to invest that back into marketing. Now you put 50 grand into marketing, you you, you've put that money in there and next three months you're spending that on marketing. So now you've got 50 grand less in the bank. Are you a success or are you a failure? Depends where you look at it. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> so you don't, you don't know because. You had, you, you had a hundred grand yeah. and you got 50 grand. If you look in the bank account and you just look at that aspect, you're like, yep. shit, business has gone bad. Cause I'm like negative. Uh, I've got 50 grand less mm. than what I had last week. So you'll feel like shit. But then if you put that into marketing, you're like, okay, cool. Now we're, we're trying to grow. So you've got a decrease of money, but you've got an increase in marketing. Yeah. So nothing changed. It was just, it just transformed. Yep. A lot of the time in business and, and I've gone through this, like wicked. You know, during COVID, I had to deal with this every week. And this is why I, I honestly believe that the mindset game is the game that you're going to win or lose life with, with like hundred percent because we've gone through COVID. We can't run events anymore. I'm like, we're fucked. Then the next day I was like, hang on, I'm, I'm the most, one of the most driven people in, in our field. If, if everyone's going to lose this game, I'm going to be the last motherfucker off the boat. Like I'm going to drown as the sink ships, uh, the, the ship sinks. Yeah. I'm not going to be the first one who drowns. I'm going to be the last one who drowns. So let's just go hard. That shift in mindset changed everything. But also we had a fairly decent decrease in our um, earning ability because we weren't able to do national tours and so on. But what I realized was during that time, we had a huge transformation. So even though I'd lost a lot of money, uh, I didn't lose it, but it also improved our systems. It improved our processes. I became a better communicator with the team. We got rid of team members who were just sitting around doing fuck all the time. And I kept thinking, oh, you know, if I'd keep training them and educating them and I want to help them out because they're good people. But at the same time, they were just not the right people for the job. But I kept trying to prop them up and help them. But COVID just made all of that become really obvious that they just weren't right for the job. And if I held on to them, I'm doing them a disservice and I'm also doing the business a disservice and I'm doing my mission a disservice. So everything in the business got better because of COVID. But if I look in the bank account, everything got worse. Mm -hmm. So yeah, business, business is consistently transforming shit. You've gone through stages in business as well. I'm sure. Cause I, I have this consistently that as the business grows, you'll have a reduction of customers at some point, everything will be going well. You start taking on everybody. And then all of a sudden now there's all these customer issues. There's these, mm -hmm. and, and you start thinking like, fuck, what am I doing wrong? But then after a while you realize that you've taken, you've onboarded a whole bunch of shitty customers that don't suit the values of the organization that aren't in alignment with the mission. They're price driven, you're value driven. And so eventually it gets to a point where you just lose a heap of customers and then cash flow goes down. You're like, oh fuck, what do I do? Well, now do you go and get better customers that are in alignment with your business that are going to help you to grow to the next level? Or do you go back to where you were and take on all the shitty customers because it's the easiest option? Mm. Every business owner faces that through every level of scale. Yeah. So 
as you grow, if you're smart, you realize that that's an opportunity to transform the business, but you've got to go through a bit of pain first, because if it was easy, everyone would fucking do it. I really believe mm. that, you know, life is just a goal, a barrier and an obstacle. And you're on the other side of that barrier. You can get the goal. You've just got to overcome the obstacle. Yeah. It's not given to you. You have to, you have to overcome it and you've got to figure out how to overcome that barrier, yep. but it's simple, right? So every day as a business leader, if you wake up and you're like, right, there's a bunch of barriers and obstacles. How do we overcome them? And you keep focused on the goal. You overcome it. It might take you a month. It might take you a couple of fuck ups. You might lose some cash, but you overcome it at that level. Now you've got that learning and that knowledge. Mm -hmm. Even if your business collapsed, you could go and start another business and you'd overcome that obstacle because you already yeah. know how to do it. And like, yeah, I think you said before, the, the barriers or the obstacles get bigger, but so does the prize and your ability to get over them as you, as you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's like the gym and I think the gym has been such a, an, an important part of my life because like. I was only thinking this the other day, right? I was doing, I've got a personal trainer who, um, I've got a gym at home. So the personal trainer comes over and we're training. We've just changed the workout. So now I'm doing more like CrossFit style workouts. And I just, I just finished a, a strength component. So we're doing this workout and we're three weeks in now. And last week, you know, I'm, I'm pushing hard and I'm just thinking, you know what, this fucking sucks. Like, why am I, why don't I feel any fitter? But the goal isn't to feel fitter. The goal is that I should be fitter compared to the average. But it still should suck as much as what it did yeah. if I'm unfit. Because whether you're fit or unfit, the workout still fucking sucks. Yeah. Because you're pushing it, right? And wherever there's a barrier, in order to move that barrier or in order to move the boundary, you've got to push it. Mm -hmm. So if you go to the gym and, you know, I can bench press, a, and this is just an example, right, as, as round numbers. Let's say I can bench press 100 kilograms. If today I go to the gym and I can't be fucked and I, I, I just do 95, and then I do 95 for three weeks because it's fairly easy. Eventually that'll become heavy. Mm. And then one day I go to the gym and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to drop it down to 90. And then you do 90, but eventually that becomes heavy. Yeah. So now you're getting weaker and weaker just because you keep taking the easy option. The smart people go to the gym. They're like, last week I did a hundred time for 105. 105 sucks though, yeah. but it feels just as hard as going from 95 to yeah, 100, 100%. right? As a normally it's based on percentages and not just weight. Mm -hmm. So in your life. Do you want to keep pushing the boundaries and, and pushing it because you're going to outgrow the average. You know, when I walk into the gym and I've been training for a long, long time now, um, when I walk into the gym, there's big dudes there and they're, you know, some of them bench pressing, like, let, let, you know, let's just say I can bench press 140. That's pretty good compared to the average person. But when you walk into the gym, there's the dude that's like pressing yeah. two, two, <laughs> ten, and yeah. you're like, fuck, I'm weak. But they're also inspiring you to push a little bit harder. Yeah. So. Relative to the general population, if you just look at the general population, if you keep pushing the boundary, I guarantee you will outperform the general population. Mm. But when you're around the top performers, you always feel weak or you always feel like you're not enough or whatever. But that insecurity is also the thing that drives you. Yeah. When I have to deal with people and they're like, you know, I want to get rid of my insecurities. Motherfucker, they never go away. Just own them. Mm. Like a professional athlete that runs 10 seconds, you know, in a, in a hundred meter sprints going, how do I do, how do I do, how do I do like 950 or how do I do 959? Like. They're pushing to get their limits. McLaren launched a brand new supercar and, and they, they, I think they're not two, two set, uh, point two of a second off of their naught to a hundred point two. They didn't go and go, how do we just keep it the same? They're going, how do we just push it that little bit more yeah, yeah. and Lamborghini going, how do we fucking compete with them and how to, they're, they're all trying to push it. So in life, if you can keep pushing it to be a little bit better, I guarantee you outperform the average. The mm. average fucking sucks. Mediocr mediocrity sucks. And that is, that's my. That's my whole fight in life. And I think everyone has a fight. Mine's, mine's mediocrity, mm. right? Like I, since my friend's three-year-old niece died, 
in that car accident. I just think that life is so short and we're all going to die one day and no one's going to care. You know, like I asked people, I, and on a recent podcast, I asked, um, uh, I, I asked this question. I'm like, name me three Chinese emperors. Yeah. Can't do it. Right. No. Yeah. They had armies of millions upon millions, mm. right? They, these are, these are some of the greatest people in history and you can't fucking name. What's the chance that Michael who lives in Adelaide, Australia, and has been this mindset dude is probably going to be remembered in the next 100, 200 years. No one's going to give a fuck. So when you realize that, that no one cares, then just get on and live yeah, your life and just yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. Because people think like, oh, what's my legacy? If you're worried about your legacy, you're already fucking dead. Mm. Don't worry about it. Have Do what you need to do today. Let's get that done first. Don't worry about the legacy. And then they're like, oh, but you know, I want to set up my family and I want to do all this sort of stuff. Well, that's cool. But if you're not setting up yourself, people replicate what you do and they're going to watch what you do and they're going to repeat it. You've got to inspire people to be better, right? So I just, I think that most people just, that they get things around in life the wrong way. Like if you can't enjoy today, I guarantee you won't fucking enjoy tomorrow. It will not change mm. because the problem is in your head. If you wake up today and you're like, right, let's fucking do this. Tomorrow you wake up and you're like, let's fucking do this again. <laughs> and then the day after, let's fucking do this again. And when a problem rocks up, you're like, cool, we'll figure it out. Cause we figured it out yesterday and we figured it out the fucking day before. So let's go again. And we're pushing that barrier just a little step at a time. Versus most people like, oh, fuck, it's a problem. No shit, it's a fucking problem because life is full of them. Yeah. You solve one, another one pops up. That's called growth. You don't get growth unless you solve problems. Like that's called growth. Yeah. You fix a problem. Business ownership. The amount of business owners I meet and they're like, man, I've got all these fucking problems. It's like, no shit. Because in order to get growth, growth <laughs> happens through stress, right? So in nature, if you look at how things grow in nature, they grow under stress. Trees grow the deepest roots in the harshest droughts. Mm. So do you want to be a weak piece of shit as a business owner who at the slightest little wind just falls over because yeah. there are plenty of them out there? Mm. Or do you want to be the solid fucking foundation and no matter what happens, you're stable. You're here. You need a lot of stress. So just cop it on the chin and like, how can I take on maximum stress today and grow as much as I can? And then expansion happens through pressure everywhere in the universe. Things expand or contract. So if you're not waking up in the morning going, how do I get maximum stress? And how do I take on maximum pressure today so I can get maximum growth? You're not going to move that barrier. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Remember to tune in tomorrow for the next part of this four-part series. If you've enjoyed this episode, please rate this podcast by clicking the stars on the podcast home screen and follow to get notified for when new episodes drop.